Welcome to Rooted and Robust Podcast. Hello, beautiful people. How are you guys doing today? This is Rooted and Robust Podcast. My name is Ozioma Anioji, and I am back again this week with an amazing, amazing, amazing episode. And today we are going to have an amazing conversation. We're going to talk about how to stand out as a young creative. If you're a young person starting out in the creative industry, how do you stand out, right? So as the world becomes increasingly saturated with content and competition, standing out as a young creative can be a daunting task. It takes more than just talent and skill to make a name for yourself in today's fast paced and ever-changing creative industry. But fear not, <laughs> fear not, because our guest today is an expert in this field and she has successfully navigated the challenges of being a young creative. So today we are going to have an amazing conversation and I am joined on the show today um, Rita Ezenwa Okoro, she's a thought leader, creative um, culturist, she's a performance activist who believes in the creative arts as a force for human development. Her visionary leadership shines as a founder of the United Nations and BMW Group's Intercultural Innovation Award-winning Streets Project Foundation. This organization implements inclusive creative arts-led leadership programs for at-risk youth in Africa. Rita is also the executive director of the Global Play Brigade, a movement that uses play to soften borders and barriers between people across the globe. She's a Mandela Washington Fellow, recipient of the Lagos State Award Excellence in Youth Development and Entrepreneurship Development, a three-time Global Fellow of the International Society of the Performing Arts, ISPA, and now the first Nigerian to serve on the board of ISPA. Hmm, that's amazing. An approximately 65-year-old prestigious organization for performing arts leaders across the world. Rida is also the author of Doing, Being, Becoming for the Love of the Creative Art, a book about her performance journey as a grassroots creative youth organizer in Nigeria. That is a long one. <laughs> but don't worry, she is here and she's going to do justice to the topic today. So welcome on the show. Thank you so much for joining me today, Rita. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Ozzy. Thank you for inviting me. This is out of curiosity, though, but I want to know, how did your passion for creativity come about? How did you discover you had this this passion for because I mean everything about your bio is about art, is about creativity, and then so how did they all how did they all start really? Um, the truth is the, the the stories you can find in my book doing being becoming for the love of the creative arts. Um, there are like lots of chapters that speak to how it all started, mm-hmm. but just in. Um, I fortunately grew up in um, Festac Town in Lagos, Nigeria. And anyone who knows Festac Town, you know that its origins are from Festac 77. And grew up as a child in in Fifth Avenue um, and finding out that, you know, I was living on land Uh that was 
developed as a result of you know the establishment of the creative arts institutions like the National Arts Theatre and the National Council of Arts and Culture mm -hmm. um, that was established during the Festival of um, Black Arts and Culture. Um, you know that that resonated with me a great deal, mm -hmm. and then in a community where at the end of the year children would be organized by a teenager to come up with songs dances in um, the three major you know languages in Nigeria we would wear costumes we would act plays would role play and I grew up in a family that you know allowed me be a child mm -hmm. allowed me play, allowed me have my own time allowed me imagine and so I was surrounded by the arts growing up and I was very, very fortunate. Mm -hmm. And in hindsight, um, I fortunately then studied creative arts. And in hindsight, I could only trace my development my, the, by being surrounded with the creative arts. And so at the core of everything that I do is the arts. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I mean, you were born into arts and <laughs> that's just this summary of it all. You were born into it. But then, apart from the fact that you got introduced into the art world as a very young child, uh, but then taking it on as a career is a different ball game. So what are those challenges that you encountered at uh, the early stage of your career as a, as a creative person? And then how did you overcome them? You know, the first thing was, um, at first I saw the arts as a hobby uh, okay. and not as a career path. Mm. And that's at the time when I was growing up, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like celebrated as it is today. It was, mm. it was, if you, if you said that you wanted to make a career in the creative arts as a musician, a dancer, um, an actor, just a creative, people couldn't see beyond um, art for art's sake, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so for me, it wasn't a dream of mine at this inception to do all of those things. I wanted yeah. to study law because my father was a lawyer. My late sister was studying law. Um, I felt that was a prestigious thing to do, but everyone could see that my natural inclination was in the arts. Mm. Like in church, I would sing, I would write plays, I will act plays. So it came naturally to me. I'll say the first... Um, would I say divine thing that happened was the fact that I, I went to study creative arts mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day. Because um, at the time, I didn't have my math. I had other subjects. And um, at the time, you couldn't go into study law without having your math and English together. Mm -hmm. um, I even tried going back to law. But after one year um, studying creative arts in University of Lagos, I knew that this was what I was called to do because it felt so easy. I was top of my class. The next thing was when I graduated um, was, okay, so what next? Mm. Um, bank, this was at a time when you had lots of bank jobs happening, right? Um, and then they wanted people who were very young and I, I graduated at, at a very young age. I was 20 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the banks were calling, but for some reason, I just could not wrap my mind around not doing what I love. This is not to say that there's anything wrong with all of the white collar jobs if you chose to do that. Yeah. But I 
chose to follow my passion. I chose to uh, to do what I love and to explore. And so I then and I then started a journey in trying to be a sound engineer. And then I landed in advertising and found out that I could actually still implement all of the things that I know um, in the creative arts in in selling people's brand, selling people's brands, goods, products, and services. Mm-hmm. And so the the advertising industry then became um, the platform where I began to develop. My skills and turn them into enterprise. So for me, that's the beginning of seeing creative arts from a different lens. Um, that it was possible to use the creative arts to get things done. Yeah. Then it then evolved into how can I use creative arts for social good? Wow. But then the the industry is saturated. Everyone wants to either being. One form of art or the other. So, in the midst of this crowded market, how do you stay inspired? How do you come up with fresh ideas to stand out? Um, so, relating that with your story, addressing young people, how they stay inspired and motivated in this um, in this noise and crowded market of the industry. Yeah, as a, as a creative artist, first of all, you must see yourself as a disruptor and mm-hmm. a constructor. A disruptor meaning that you you have to be a pace setter, especially in a saturated market. Mm-hmm. Um, I have run in marketing communications, and one of the things we always ask our clients is, "What's your unique selling point?" So even if you were a musician or an a, an actor or a dancer or visual artist, you always have to ask yourself, "Where do I have my edge? Yeah. What is my edge?" When I come into the space, how do I make sure that people know that I'm here? Mm-hmm. Number one, by disrupting the space with what you know how to do best. Mm-hmm. So the way I disrupted my space was in thinking about the creative arts from a different lens, a whole different lens, such that when I then came into the space of development, I was one of the very few people using creative arts for human development Mm. and find ways you can integrate creative arts in engineering, creative arts in medicine, creative arts in any sphere of life that you can think of Mm. because every sphere of life requires the creative arts. And so people need to, to what imbibe what I call boxless thinking. Mm. I'm not talking about outside of the box i'm saying think without a box in mind mind. Hmm. and in doing that you would be able to chart a new course right how do you infuse different genres of the art and make it one um and so like i work with young people a lot through the street project foundation which i founded 15 years ago Hmm. and by creating a community of creative artists What we succeeded in doing is creating an environment, a community where a poet can work with a dancer, Mm -hmm. where a musician can can work with a magician, right? Where you're able to to really disrupt spaces and work with people that you wouldn't have thought was possible. A violinist working with a a circus artist, for Mm -hmm. instance, or um, doing a total theater 
um, stage performance um, using um, AI technology, yeah. right? Um, you always have to be forward, a forward thinker. You've yeah. got to always disrupt and also think about what is it that I can use to con- to create a new construct after I have disrupted the space. Mm. Wow. So you just mentioned um, a whole lot of collaboration going on within the arts um, community. But then I want to ask, how, what, what will you advise young people, I mean, young creative um, looking to build uh, their professional network? What would you advise they begin to do or how they approach um, professional networking within the creative environment? You, you have to find um, people you are kin, kin with. Mm. Um, that was why I set up Street Project Foundation. One of the reasons I set Street Project Foundation up is to raise a critical mass of young transformational leaders who make a sustainable living doing what they love. Mm-hmm. There's, nothing, there's nothing as cool um, as being in a community where people get you. Mm. Um, and that you can do a call out. I'm experimenting on this project. Who wants to jump on it? Mm. Um, and so... Uh, the Street Project Foundation creates a platform for young people to commune together who have various creative expertise. And we've been able to do that by running projects like the Creative Youth Bootcamp, Arts Vocacy, programs that stimulate the creative ability and strengthen the creative capabilities of young people. Mm-hmm. And also um, focusing on their mental health as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that they feel vulnerable with each other and safe with each other enough to be able to create together. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Street Project is just one of, I, I believe, many creative communities that they can can be a part of. Learning how to network. You know, some young people would go to programs, even if it's a day workshop or two-day workshop. You live there and you do not even get a contact of one person. Mm-hmm. That that is not being intentional. That is not being forward thinking. You can't come into a room where you see um, star acts or people in the industry and not try to interact, engage, yeah. and exchange and then follow through, right? It, it's an intentional act to be able to turn your creative expertise into enterprise, mm-hmm. to be able to, but it's very intentional and networking is very key. Mm. I love the fact that you mentioned intentionality because it doesn't just happen by chance. You need to go out and be intentional about, you know, building a professional network. Wow, that's amazing. But I mean, we live in a world of technology. Um, technology is taking over. Uh, what what role do you think technology plays in the creative industry, and how can young creative leverage? I mean, leverage it to their own advantage. Yeah, I think we need to embrace the fact that we are in an amazing age. Mm-hmm. There was a time, I think the time I was born, we didn't have <laughs> all of the mobile phones that we have today. Yeah. Um, I was at a time when, you know, you had Nitel um, and not everybody had access to Nitel. You had to go maybe to a business center to be able to 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 reach my family phone in Festac mm. at the um um, at a time we didn't have like Facebook, um, yeah. you had maybe space and um, and and chat rooms for for relationships. Yeah. Uh, 
have really evolved and we need to embrace what technology brings to the table. Um, be inquisitive about where technology is taking us to. Be futuristic uh-huh. in our thinking um, and such that when we start creating or co-creating with our peers, we put that into consideration. But in, in saying that, it's also very important that we do not lose the human-centered design mm. that is required when creating what it is that it should be, even if it's 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 an app that would help um, people's vocal vo- vocals become better mm-hmm. or a community um, like Smoley where you can, you know, um, sing with people across the world. You know, those are designs that are human-centric and can build relationships. We're very relational in nature. And so in thinking through the designs and taking advantage of technology, we must make sure that as creatives that we do not lose on the human relational centeredness of things. Mm. Yeah, that's very important because sometimes we are, we are lost in, in the world of technology that we forget that we are humans living together in this part of the world. <laughs> so it's really important that we don't lose touch of our, of our humanity, really. So, but then I want to know, how do you balance creative expression? Sometimes we are lost in our creativity and um, we forget the, the business aspect of this the meeting up with clients' expectations and deadlines. So how do you balance both? Especially because you've worked a lot with young people. So what's the balance? How do you bring a balance to being very creative, but also not neglecting business, not neglecting um, expectations as, as they come from clients and all? Okay. So number one is creating a structure. You can't start a business. Um, I also am a, a business coach. Oh, okay. Um, and so uh, when, when I, I teach um, young people um, entrepreneurship in the creative space, I talk about structure. And that's why at the beginning I was talking about disruption and construction. Yeah. Creating structure is a way to create a construct for yourself. Mm. Um, structure that that ensures that you are intentional about you know um the the creative side of things the quality qualitative side of things and also the capital side of things yeah um some creatives they have the capacity to be able to to do both some people are not able to Mm. hence structure is important that you, even if at the beginning you do not have your, a manager or an accountant or have all of those people in the space, you have to begin to plan to have such people on yeah. your team. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and it's, it has to be intentional. You have to sit down and say, okay, um, if I was called for a gig as a spoken word artist uh-huh. and let's say if you lived in Abuja, for instance, and um, it's happening in Wuse and I live in Maraba, um, what would it take me to get there? Yeah. Um, I want to charge for an hour of, of being at the event or um, five minutes of, of doing a spoken word piece. If I was doing three, how much would it cost? Um, if we're to negotiate, how, how much can I not go below? Mm-hmm. And how do I 
relationships okay fine that's one angle or if i was to think about okay these people don't know me and i may have to do a pro bono how many pro bonos do you want to do before you then transition into making sure that you know you're you're going to be paid yeah. for your service these are things you have to think through you need to plan through um, what kind of web website can I develop at this point? Um, some people may not have the finance to do that, but with Google, you can actually create your own Google website. It might not look professional at the beginning, but you need to have a platform where people can access your work. Sometimes it might just be having a fantastic IG profile and people go there and they can see your work. So usually that's, that's where I would go if I was looking for um, creative works to see what you have been putting out there, you know, so be visible. All of the marketing ideologies, marketing principles um, should be put in place. And it, like I said, it has to be an intentional activity yeah. if you want to be professional with your creative work. Mm, intentionality is just the key word. <laughs> it's just the key word. Uh, so what advice would you give to young creatives uh, who are desirous of establishing themselves um, as, a, as thought leaders in the industry and who wants to build strong personal brand in the creative industry? What, what would be your advice to them? Live life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Live life. Enjoy life. Um, do um, for me to have written my first book, Doing Being Becoming for the Love of the Creative Arts, yeah. was a result of me just living my life. Um, the, the reason I'm able to speak to you and give you my opinions about things is because I have lived life. I have allowed life go through me and I'm, I'm passing through life. Mm. I make sure that when I'm in a space, I, I sponge up information. Um, I'm able to filter information. I'm able to talk to people. I'm able to be present. Mm. I'm able to be the moment. These are all the resources needed to become a thought leader, to become an authority in the field, to be present and to live life. And to live life. <laughs> now, this inspired a question. This living life inspired a question I want to ask you. So if you met your maybe 15, 17 year old self, what would you tell yourself at that age? <laughs> <laughs> Scared to live life. You know, um, when our young people come into our spaces, we yeah. make them write the Marian Williamson poem. Mm. Um, it talks about, you know, letting your light shine. Yeah. And some one of the excerpts says that, you know, um, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most mm. frightens mm. Um, and so for me I, I oh and I, I when I sign my book and I give to people I, I say keep shining your light yeah shine light. it's important to not dim your light your playing small does not serve the world um, by playing small doesn't it it doesn't make you um, uh, it, it doesn't, you know, there's a, there's a way playing small makes you feel like, okay, fine. You don't want to overshow yourself. Please show yourself. Very well. Blow your trumpets. <laughs> show yourself. Um, yeah. because it's 
by doing that, that opportunities will come your way. Mm. Like I also tell my young people is that, you know what? I've not seen where shyness has helped anybody. Mm. <laughs> I've not seen where it has helped anybody. And so if it's something you struggle with, you have to intentionally overcome, uh, overcome it by performing what you are not until you become who you want to be. Mm. Mm. Um, and so I'll tell my 15-year-old self, shine your lights. Mm. Wow. Shine your lights. Amazing. <laughs> That's amazing, really. Oh, so um, before we wrap it all up today, I want you to talk on the Streets Project, um, your program for creative people. Okay, what's the project about and is it open to just anybody, really? Okay, thank you for asking. So Street Project Foundation um, uses creative arts to facilitate youth leadership development, social mobilization and cross-cultural dialogue. Mm. And we do that through um, various manifestations, pro program manifestations. One is the Creative Youth Bootcamp, which is a four to six week um, non-residential bootcamp that we run periodically. Um, for young people between the ages of 16 to 25 from low-income backgrounds. We expose them to every genre of the arts and the facilitators who take them on these creative courses are veterans in the field. These are people who leave, make a living doing what they love, um, hence giving them real-life tips on how to make that happen. Um, at the end of the boot camp, they get to, to do a group performance stage performance and they also get to co-create short films and co-create um, artworks made out of recycled items and they are then placed on internships matched okay. with mentor mm -hmm. um, and then they become a part of an alumni which we call the street project ambassadors okay. it is alumni that they are then exposed to even more opportunities such as fellowships scholarships um, grants Mm. Um, opportunities and also the opportunities to continue showcasing their talents um, and all of that. We also have a program called Arts Vocacy, which is also ongoing. We started that after the NSARS movement and yeah. the massacre that followed and, and the fact that a lot of young people felt disenfranchised and um, and when their voices, you know, stifled. And so we said, how can we use the arts to make sure that we're amplifying the voices of young people and they still feel, feel safe doing that. Yeah. And so this program also is convenes young people within a four to six week boot camp. But usually these are young people between the ages of 18 to 35 years old okay. um, who have some experience in the arts. CYBC, which is a creative youth boot camp, which I talked about earlier, are for yeah. young people just enthusiastic who do not have any direction whatsoever. But for arts vocacy, a lot of the people who are part of it uh, are people who have decided to make a career out of the arts mm -hmm. and want to use the art for social change. Um, and after they are activated, they begin to run what we call the movement, the arts vocacy movement. Okay. And we've activated movement in three cities right now in Abuja, in Lagos and in Enugu um, and everybody can join the movement right now. Um, all you need to do is um, follow the movement Art Vocacy on Instagram and Facebook 
artvocacy a r t v o v a c y artvocacy um and um you can join and be a part of that movement okay. um we also have the digital amazons this is ongoing right now what we do here is we focus on female creatives mm. female creatives who have analog skills and what we do is to um upskill them by teaching them graphics design video editing photography exposing them to digital marketing and digital the digital space so to speak yeah. so that they can begin to um, begin to make six five to six figure salaries when they are done so like usually after the program um we do this in collaboration with um women in advertising which is a committee under the association of advertising agencies of nigeria and mm -hmm. they are based on internships and quite a number of them are retained and and get to earn um good money at the end of the day this is our way of using the creative arts to um increase the incomes of young female creatives and also increase the number of female creatives who are making a viable living um in the industry these are three out of many manifestations of how we use the creative arts to strengthen young people for digital amazons as well it's for young women between the ages of 18 to 35 um and so our focus is on youth at risk youth vulnerable youth young people who do not have the access and the means yeah. to be able to run this programs these programs are free of charge um and for people to know when this programs run they have to follow us on our social media platforms with the street project done street project foundation on instagram on facebook and linkedin street project foundation on twitter is street project 1 street project 1 the figure 1 um and if they follow through they would know when we we ha we have our next call for applications for any of yeah. our program mm, amazing all right so i i believe anyone that that is in the creative in industry or wants to be a part of the street project foundation you have enough information you can follow them on all of their social media handles and get in touch with them thank you so much for being here today this is where we call it a day so if you have been listening to us remember to stay curious stay persistent and stay true to your unique vision with hard work and dedication you too can make your mark in the creative industry and stand out from the crowd thank you everyone for joining us today And of course I'll see you again next week with another amazing episode. Thank you Ozzy, thank you for having me. Bye bye.